We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right. Welcome back, everybody. You know why I played this? No. Because you got to give it to him, man. You he had the faith. You got to give it to him. He had the faith. Got to give it to him. He had the faith. Let's go out to the Toilet of Hollywood guest line. Shop over 1,500 toilets indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toilet of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. He is one of the co-hosts of the Fish Tank podcast alongside O.J. McDuffie. You can also, of course, you heard him this season, doing the post-game show with O.J. and Travis Wingfield. He's our guy, Seth Levitt. You guys get the Fish Tank podcast on all your podcast platforms, and he did have the faith. He told us last week, any game, you got a chance. You got to enjoy the moment, man. Imagine if you decided that you were just going to be miserable the whole week and you weren't going to watch the game. Now, the result is the result, but look what you would have missed. I, t- I said in the postgame show, I think people cheated themselves if they didn't allow themselves to embrace playoff football because that was a great game. Especially after, especially after what you just saw the day before. Right. Right. Like, you can't – You like, the, the whole point of watching sports is to watch that great or special thing you can say you saw it firsthand. You didn't see a replay. That's what sports is. Whatever sport. And so the fact that you cheat yourself to possibly or maybe see something like that. Because I promise you, at no point in time did these idiots out in football world think that Tom Brady wasn't going to come back. Right. You see what I'm right. saying? There might have been a few, but yes, there were people that believed. Right. And because he earned that, right? Right, he, he earned it, but, but still. But still. So, like, yeah, man, like, you think, and and I'll ask you this, you think the only thing that's really missing on this team is health. Because if they're healthy, Hmm. if they're healthy, I think they could compete with anybody in the NFL. Now, they might not be as consistent with what they are doing because the defense – mysteriously picked it up unlike and still gave up 34 points right right <laughs> that's the weird thing about playing the bills is they're right. going to put up numbers right, right. And you, you can beat them but they're going to put up numbers right it's an interesting question Leroy and uh, you know I'm going to shout my guy Travis Wingfield out a couple times today because I was listening this morning to his uh post-game wrap-up of the podcast that he does after two hours of post-game with us then he goes back and does an episode of drive time but he had a couple of interesting points and so uh, this idea of being able to play with anybody, I would say first and foremost, 
they kind of did that already. You know, they right. yes, they lost nine games. If you add up the regular season and the postseason, they did lose nine games. But they were within one score. In all nine of those games, they were within one score in the fourth quarter. And so, I mean, you're, you're in those games. Some of those games they 100% should have won. Some of those games, ultimately, they did way too much to, to say they deserved to win those games. But they were able to play. There was no game this year where they were completely outclassed, and that has not been the case over the last right. – count however many exactly. years and certainly wasn't the case against you know maybe the cream of the crop here with the buffalo bills so yes if they were able to remain healthy then it, you know if you had all of the players that you anticipated having when the year started playing in that game would it be a different outcome you know i certainly would prefer our chances in in that right. scenario so i understand exactly what you're saying but you play this game leroy and you played a very physical position to say that health is something that you can guarantee. I mean, I think, you know, Bill Parcells, when he got here, somehow felt that he had a better strength and conditioning program than anybody in the world, and he was going to be able to make players healthy. But the reality is, is that it's a physical game and you're going to lose some guys. But to lose those guys at those key positions, it, it definitely had effect. Too many fluke injuries happen in the sport. Like, it, it, it's just, you know, you have more injuries with guys in wide open field than you do guys getting hit yeah and so like you can't control that all you can do is hope for the best and to sit here and say oh we can't uh we can't keep this guy he's always hurt well like they want to get Lamar Jackson he's been just as hurt as Tua yeah yeah and uh, I don't think he's gonna stop running the ball right well but but Tua's a better passer than him which adds like okay Lamar may be a better athlete but at some point all those quarterbacks have to be able to throw the football. Yeah, well, for sure. And and in this offense, right, you're definitely going to be able to have to throw the ball around the yard. But I I heard, I guess in the pregame show, Joe Rose was talking to K-Rod and Rondé, and they were talking about what quarterback would you want to have if you didn't have two or if you brought someone in here to, to compliment two or whatever that might be. And, you know, there's, there's fantasy football and then there's what's realistic. And to to kind of mortgage the farm to go get Lamar Jackson, no, you know, I, I mean that that to me is a little wild, and it's all kind of irrelevant at least in the moment because you heard from the head coach and you heard from the general mm-hmm. manager that Tua Tagovailoa is a starting quarterback. So that's right. the deal. Do they need to have a plan at the number two? position yeah i mean clearly you want to be able to go in there and win games if your number one guy can't play so that's something that they have to give consideration to i think you got to look at the offensive line there's probably some positions on defense cornerback where you thought was a position of depth all of a sudden that was uh, obliterated and and there's some question marks there so there are some things that are going to have to happen health has to be taken into consideration but your gm also told you that he ain't scared so you know he ain't scared of injuries he's going to get the best players that are the best fit for the team Seth, uh, let me ask you something. You know, you were in media. You know these things. Oh, boy. Don't. You feel like Tony- Each one of these questions is set up like, no, am I going to lose because, my job? No. Here's <laughs> why. He's Look, here's, here's why. You, what you, have, to, you have to understand the full It's really not the dangerous question. He gave me the look. Like, yeah. mind if I ask a damn question? <laughs> right? And, and, and now you're going to go. What? Go. Oh, here we go. They were, oh, where you set it up? It's your, that big a deal? It's your, it's your floor. Go, Seth. You're media. You know, you know these things. Yeah. You feel like Tony Romo was in the bag for Josh Allen? <laughs> oh, okay. There's where we're going. Yeah. I, you know. Because I feel like I, one. I felt like he was actively rooting for the Bills, 
And it was, I found it very, I'm sensitive about this stuff on national broadcasts. I do this with Heat and sure. Celtics all the time. I genuinely felt like this guy would have cried if the Bills would have lost that game. <laughs> I don't know if he would have cried. Quarterbacks, you know, there's a special fraternity there. Josh Allen is an unbelievable talent. I'm sure Tony identifies with him somewhere. It did seem perhaps a little skewed. I, I won't deny that. That uh, <laughs> I love these comments. Seth comes in hoping to have a normal interview and gets surprised every time Toby asks a question. Shame on me at this point, right? You know, you're right about that. So, no, I, I, you know, I was watching, uh, I was following on Twitter as we're listening to the game, and I kind of tune those guys out unless they say something that I think is outrageous. But people were like, I normally think Romo's the best in the business, but he is so skewed this – and maybe we just have a sensitivity when it's our team yeah. that's playing. If we're not hearing someone actively root for our team, then we feel that they're completely against our team. Well, so you I know what they call Tobin. There's a little bias there. Ralph Tresvant. What? Sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Marcos, pull that one up. Wow. <laughs> Wow. That I'm just a, back to, I don't even want to tell you what my yearbook picture looked like I in, just uh, feel in high school. Back I feel like if you're you Tony Romo. If you, you found to- a man with sensitivity, yeah. Leroy. There. <laughs> I feel like if you're Tony Romo, wouldn't you have a sensitive spot for Skylar Thompson? Like he's a, a late round pick. You're an unheralded guy. But man, yeah. he was just Romo's like, not putting himself in that category. Romo's not looking at, at his uh, humble beginnings. He's looking at I'm a superstar and I'm going to identify with this other superstar quarterback and marvel at the things he can do, which are incredibly impressive. I mean, the guy yes. is a phenomenal player. He's basically but... Gronk playing quarterback because he's a moose. <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah, it was uh, It was just an annoying thing to hear from him. But all right. I mean, uh, if, you, if you say I'm sensitive, I, you know, I can't deny that. I mean, I do have rabbit ears when it comes to this stuff. I mean, if you have an issue, you can always turn the volume down and turn on WQAM and listen to the Jimmy and Joe. It's fair, but then I got to, like, sync it up the right way. You know, I just right. figured – I thought I'd listen to, to Romo and Nance. I like getting the national perspective every now and then. They're, until they're that, very good. Until that national perspective annoys me. And then, yeah. you know, he was like, oh, my God, the Bills season can't end like this. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm sorry, I am I listening that. to the right. Bills radio network that. here? What's going on? Yeah, unfortunately he was right, but it should have ended like that. It should have. So, so how about this? Is this not – in all your years covering football, watching football or whatever, is this not the most exciting week of the playoffs? Is the, the divisional round, right? I mean, it's good football, but for me, I'm so invested in this Miami Dolphins team that I yeah. do it, it loses its luster, unfortunately. It, it loses it when it your team's an exciting not, week of football. Right. It, it, this here is you got some pretty good matchups. Um and yes, I would like every time you see somebody that comes up to you, Seth, and asks you, hey, we should try to get Rodgers or Tom Brady or Lamar Jackson. I want you to give them the look like this <laughs> and call them an idiot and be on That's your look. way. All right. That's uh, the request. Have you made that same request of Tobin? Yes. I do. I tell him all the I time. I don't want any of those no, guys. No, no, no. <laughs> We've already had this conversation. Okay. Stop it. Stop it. Tua yeah. has one skill that is unique to most quarterbacks in the league. His ability to get rid of the ball quickly and be accurate yeah. in the middle of the field. There's not a whole bunch of quarterbacks doing that. But I don't know if you've heard, no, Seth, uh, big oh, news. Boy. So Leroy Horde and Tua golf at the same place. 
Ooh, yeah. Leroy yeah. Horde has offered up his services, which I technically offered up for him. Yeah. He's going to teach because he fell the same way Tua used to fall on the back of his head, and uh-huh. he said that he fixed it. So Leroy yeah, is now. And so now Leroy is going to teach Tua how to no, fall. I did not say that. No, he's going to do it, dude. <laughs> they, dude. Like, but wait, is this a real thing that you were falling like that and had to change? Every time the I way fell on the back of my head, it hurt like hell. So I tried to yeah. avoid falling on the back of my head. And he's gonna teach too. Pretty him. straightforward. Right. right? It's not. Like, it's not like rocket scientists. We're not pre. Oh, you fall at this angle. No. Ow. Don't you? You don't fall like that no more. Just a couple tips. A couple tips to Uno. That's yeah. all I'm fall asking for. Fall forward fast. Are we doing that now? I've seen times where he was falling <laughs> on his stomach, and he flipped on his back, like the right. San Diego one. He was falling forward, and he flipped around. Like, yeah. what are we doing? It was it was interesting. My hope is now, you know, uh, unfortunately, you didn't have Tua for the last few games there, and uh, you know he's got a full off season to rest up. And so my hope is that that becomes a non-issue next year. Yes. What was great is you know while durability has been something that's been hanging over his head since he was drafted. You didn't have the injuries. If you think back to prior to this season, you had the finger, the mystery finger. You had, you know, the ribs, which, listen, you break your ribs, you break your ribs. Right. You know, there were some other things that had kept them out of games, and those things didn't happen. And it was it was a physical season for him. There were times where he was getting knocked around pretty good, but he always bounced back up. The issue was, of course, you know, the concussion. So it is my hope that, that a full season of rest, this becomes a non-issue, a thing of the past, and that we get to see a whole lot more of what we saw in those first 10, 12 weeks uh, of Tua than, than what we got later in the season. Seth, the only difference between Tua and me is documentation. Okay. Now we document in concussions. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like everybody in the league, they're like, yeah, man, it, it happens. You fall. The field is hard as hell. Right, sure. So like I don't know what you guys think is underneath that turf, mm-hmm. but on you play on Sunday, on Wednesday they gonna have a monster truck event, and that dirt is gonna be on the concrete. Dude, just get yeah. him. golfer to golfer, player to player. Come on, man, you what got are you it. Doing? You're gonna teach Tua. I can't wait. He's gonna be coached up. So, do you think that's a new thing now? A fall coach? Yes. I, I, my office is right over here by Perform. You know where he trains with Nick Hicks. So I don't know, Leroy. You need to go in there and work that into the routine. Guy. We'll, we'll bring everybody together. We'll, 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 we'll text Tua. I'm gonna be your fall guy. Yep. <laughs> I remember one year there was when Conor McGregor came, at, like he was showing up to one of his fights, and he had a movement coach, and everybody thought that the guy was a wacko. He would yeah. just like do things like walk around shirtless on the beach on a balance beam, and they're like, "Who's that, Connor?" He goes, "Oh, that's my movement coach." And then like everybody was just believing it because it was Connor McGregor, and he's lighting everybody up. So right. they just believed he had a movement coach. We're gonna do this with you and Tua, dude. You're gonna be the fall coach. Oh, too much, dude, too much. Let me tell you, <laughs> I try to avoid hmm? you and suggestions. <laughs> You're not helping. <laughs> this is not helping. Seth, what do you got coming up on the uh, the Fish Tank podcast this week? Yeah, well, so this week we're we're moving into our off season schedule where we go every other week. So I think what Juice and I are going to do this week is kind of look back on some of our favorite episodes. I posted a silly video today, uh, not silly in the sense that I could fit right in on your show, but silly in is me out walking. But basically, it was the Mike McDaniel episode. It was early in the season. It was um, 
I want to say back in May, actually, we had an opportunity to sit down with the coach and it was a really cool interview and he spent a lot of time with us. And so to go back and listen to that and then now have the context of what this season was and who he was and who we heard in press conferences and the way that he led this team, I think it's kind of neat to look back and say he was pretty darn consistent. It wasn't just a bunch of BS or you know smoke that was blown into the air. Uh, in in May, I think he was really consistent. I think we saw results, and I'm excited for where this team is headed. If there was one thing you thought uh, Coach McDaniel like has to improve upon or that he's going to take away and try and get better at going into next year just from a coaching perspective, what do you think that is? I know he mentioned a lot about the you know the way the game kind of broke down there at the end with the, the, the length it took to get the plays off. I mean, did you think yeah. that's something that he's got to improve upon, or were there other things that you think maybe – he just needs to take in because he he also I mean you know while he had a lot of talent this first year is still a rookie. Absolutely, he was, he was certainly a rookie. I I think that you probably just nailed it right there. And who am I to tell a, a one of thirty two people on the planet how they should do their job better? But I I think that just looking at the the body of work and man, it is it is stressful being a Miami Dolphins fan uh, sometimes in general. But when you are watching the game. And you are watching that play clock, which seemed to be a little bit behind, thankfully, because I think there would have been even more delay of games. But when you're watching every time that the play clock is like four and Skylar Thompson is signaling for someone to now go in motion, it is stressful. And that has to be a stressor on everybody on that offense, particularly the offensive line and the quarterback. It happens more than you think, though. Like what Mike McDaniel explained is that somebody told him first down, and then he realized it was fourth down. Absolutely. Um, that happens a lot, man, because there's always two officials signaling two different things. You don't know yeah. which one to go with. They wind that clock no matter what. And you just get caught up in it. But I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that, you know, when you have two or two, it can make up for some of that. Because you've had meetings with him every day. You've had conversations with him. He's been calling plays in the huddle all week. So when he hears the first half of a play, right, he can start passing it on to the team, and that may save you five or ten seconds. With Skyler, he had to hear the whole play. He's got to hear, you know, your little assist on the play, and you run out of time, and now he's rushing, and he's worried about getting the ball and not paying attention to what he needs to pay attention to. Yeah, and we definitely saw some of that, Leroy, but I will say I think it was, to me, it was something that was, I hate to say an issue, but it was something that was prevalent for a lot of the year. I mean, it was, it, regardless of who was under mm-hmm. center, um, and you heard, you know, OJ, would it would drive him nuts in postgame I, when he kept yeah. hearing the word miscommunication, miscommunication. Yeah. You know, you heard that a lot this year. And and he was like, look, why are we miscommunicating 16 weeks into the season? Mm-hmm. Like, that that shouldn't be a thing. Truth be told, and they talked about it yesterday in the press conference, Tua since high school has had a different offensive coordinator every year of his football life since he got to to college ball. And so this will be the first time as a pro and really since he played college ball that he'll have the same offensive coordinator two years in a row, and that goes for the entire offense. My hope is that there's a trickle-down effect there and that the operation becomes smoother, yeah. the familiarity with the offense is smoother, mm-hmm. you, you start to hear that word miscommunication a lot less, and it becomes a well-oiled machine. And so obviously Mike McDaniel, not just as the head coach, but also as the play-calling offensive coordinator on game day, 
he's got his hand in that as well. And so if you're asking if there's any one thing, I mean, I think that seems to be something that that there's room for improvement. And he said it'll be a point of emphasis in the offseason. But I'll, I'll leave you with this one, guys. And again, I'm going to shout out my guy, Travis, because I, I was listening to this and we 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 saw it. But when you are a team that's trying to climb and grow it within the first thing you want to do, right, Leroy, is is win your division. You want to be mm -hmm. the best team in your division. And for a long time, everybody was the redheaded stepchild to New the, the New England Patriots. That's not a thing anymore. But Buffalo, they were the first team that could jump up there and grab the baton or the torch or whatever you know, you know you want to say. And if you looked at prior to this season, the last three games the Dolphins played against Buffalo, oh, they got smoked. the Bills outscored the Dolphins 117 to 37. It was an 80-point differential in three games. In this year, the differential, it was 85 to 81. You beat them one time, and in three games, you were only four points behind them. And right. So I say that, and great note by Travis, I say that to, to tell you guys that that tells me the team's trending in the right direction. Mm -hmm. You know, I think last week, Leroy, or the week before, we said, what's the difference between this 9-8 and eight team and that 9-8 and eight team? Well, number one, they qualified for the playoffs. But number two, they're fiercely competitive with the bullies of your division. Agreed. And so the yeah. hope is that they become the bullies in the division. Mm -hmm. and, and it seems to me like it's trending in the right direction. Check out the Fish Tank podcast. Seth Levitt, you guys can catch him and OJ McDuffie. They do a great job. You guys did a great job on the post-game show this year. And appreciate uh, we appreciate the time, Seth. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. What are we going to do in the off season? Like, are we going to be able to hang oh, out? Oh wait, like, what's going real on? quick, dude. Open door. Whatever what? the hell you want. What's your what's right. your what's your favorite Chinese uh, uh, item? What's your go to meal? My favorite Chinese. So Chinese food or yeah. Yeah, Chinese yeah, food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm a chicken cashew guy. Oh, chicken oh, cashew. cashew. Or cashew chicken. Mm. I guess depends on what. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of orange chicken? What do you think of orange chicken? Yeah, you know, like orange chicken or nah? I mean, I can eat orange chicken if that's what you ordered, but it's not my favorite. Not favorite. It's little, a little heavy little, on the sweet side. I got you. Ah, what, what's yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Look uh, at these two. They look orange? like two little pieces. I like of orange chicken. They look like two pieces of orange chicken. I like, look I, at them. I like orange chicken from Panda Express. That's like their kind of staple. But my favorite, is, real Chinese food. my favorite is General Shao's chicken. That's my oh, favorite. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite oh yeah. Uh, oh, Seth, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. All right, there you go. We'll take a break, get to some cat talk, your headlines, damage is done. Coming up next hour, back after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.